MTP. How y'all this morning? Uh, y'all ready to be blessed? Yes. Well, we already are. Amen. Amen. Uh, a few things have happened since I've been here last time. I, uh, I had a birthday last Sunday. And uh, I turned the big 5-0. The big 50. Oh. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. I knew you would speak up for me. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I still feel young. Uh, God's good. Um, you know, uh, I was, when I got up on my birthday, I was expecting a, um, you know, uh, big celebration. I come out, and uh, we have a little hallway between our bedroom and restroom, and I come out, and I see this. Olive Valley. This is my wife. This is what she put on the countertop. Now, I, I, took, I, I looked at it and I said, well, I said, that's either for me because my little crow's feet are starting to come along or she needs it replaced. <laughs> so I took it as her needing a replacement. So, uh, but uh, that, that was, uh, that was uh, actually, I'm using it now. So uh, I, I wanted to get the early start on it just in case they start really getting bad. Um, I, I, I'll leave this up here for... Uh, in case y'all need to know where that's at, you can get it at Costco. It's pretty cheap. The next thing I graduated to, as y'all would know, uh, as you get older, we start out with the ones. Then we go to the 125s. Well, the day I turned 50, I graduated to 250. Boy, could I see. I was blind, but now I see. I can see now. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to uh, hit the 50s. Um, some people didn't, and some people are home with the Lord already, but that's okay, you know. So I hopefully for get another 50 here on earth. So, uh, but today we're going to be talking about because He lives. It's going to be out of the book of Luke. Um, if, if you go back and you think about uh, Jesus' life and the people He was around, you know, they had an expectation. They saw the things that He did. He went around, He healed people. He brought Lazarus back from the grave, right? And then the day that, of course, the night that he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, and I jump right into things just so you know. So um, the night that he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, and he was praying, Lord, Lord, let this cup pass from me. He knew what was going to happen the next day. The people that was with him, they knew what was going to happen the next day. But yet, you know, if you think about it, if I sat there at, El Rancho, and I said, I'm going to die tomorrow. But in three days, I'm going to be alive. I'm going to be alive. Huh? How many people would actually believe that? So that, what we're talking about today is how does his resurrection play in our lives today? He lives within us as Christians. When we ask Jesus into our hearts, that's what he does. He lives inside our hearts today. So we as Christians, sometimes we get up in the morning and, you know, it's okay to have a bad day. It's okay to have two or three days in the bad. But when somebody looks at you, do you actually say or think or feel or express to the person that you're around that Jesus is in me? Answer that question yourself. He lives with us. He lives in us. That's what we're supposed to do. But sometimes we just walk around, we don't have the best attitude. It's just hard sometimes, buddy, to have the best attitude. You know, that's where grace comes in. 
You get grace. You have grace in, in knowing that, you know, he's got you. The, the, here they are. I gave mine away the, the, to, and I, I'm going to share that here shortly. Um, and here's my cup holder. Um, I, I gave mine away. Every time I come here, I have to get another one because somebody says, you know, what is that? And it gives me an opportunity to share KTP. Okay? So, um, I run a, or help run a dealership. And I had a gentleman come up to me. And, you know, I like being referenced Mr. Finch. But I'd rather you just call me Jeff. That keeps me younger. You know what I mean? But uh, he came up to me and said, Mr. Finch, he said, I just got to ask you a question. I could see concern on his face. He says... How do you stay upbeat and positive all the time? I said, well, I don't, but... He was like, yeah, you do. He said, you excite people. You know, I could come out of my office and all of a sudden on the showroom floor, of course, the manager's up there and, you know, hey, what we got going on? We ain't got nothing, boss. But who, who's waiting on that customer? It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. When the boss isn't there, you know, uh, you come out and all of a sudden, well, there's a customer. But this young gentleman come up to me and he said, uh, how do you stay positive? Excuse me, I have something on my tongue. Uh, how do you stay positive all the time? I said, well, I don't start my day unless I pray. I don't start my day unless I pray. If you think for one minute, ladies and gentlemen, that you're going to go through life on your own and do it your own way without God's grace and mercy, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, I, I, I saw the, the look on his face, and um, he said, well, what do you do after that? I said, well, I try to help somebody. Would you say I help, try to help people? Huh? I generally try to help you. I don't ask for it back in return. It's a gift. Kind of like salvation. It's free. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to go buy it. You don't have to go work for it. It's free. Who doesn't like free? I like free. You know? But then things happen and you go up there and, well, it's not about the money. Yes, yeah, it's about the money. Well, it's about not about the bad service. Yes, it's about the bad service. So whenever you start something off like that, that's what it is about. But God's gift to you is free. And all you got to do is accept it. You know, and people want to turn things around to make themselves feel better, okay? The only thing that's ever going to make you feel better is having Jesus Christ in your heart. Amen. That's it. We talk about money, success. I was watching something the other day with, um, oh, what was that guy's name? I told you all I don't have a script, so I just go whatever the Lord lays on my heart. Matthew McConaughey. I saw that. I don't know how many people saw his video about what is success. Think about that. What is it? Here's a man, you've got to admit, he's probably got all the money he could use or everything that he could imagine that you would want in life, boats, houses, cars, whatever. But he says, what is success? Hmm. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what success is. You can have all the money in the world, but you don't have your health. Think about that. Hmm. You don't have your health. You, <laughs> you can have all the money in the world. But anyway, let me get back to, to this gentleman that worked for me. 
Um, and I told him, I said, I said, I don't live every day by the cross. I have failures. I have faults. Anybody that stands up and says, I'm perfect, <laughs> let me meet you after the service. <laughs> I want to touch you. Get some of that rubbing off on me. Huh? How about it, buddy? <laughs> Woo. But hey, you got some of that happens. You walk around, some people walk around like that. Like I'm the best there is, was, and ever will be. Really? No, there was only one of those. Let me hear it. Amen? Hallelujah. There was only one of those. I'm going to share with you what he did for us. And I did this with the gentleman at work. We have a thing at work. It's called ABC. Always be closing. Okay? Always be closing. Whatever question you ask, make sure it's one that you're closing. Always closing. I've been doing this so long. I was telling my wife, you know, I hope God, and I pray, God sends other stuff in my life. This is one of them. You know, I told you last time, I don't know why Buddy asked me to preach, teach, or talk. I mean, I'll do all three. I don't do it the best way in the world, but hopefully the message comes across. But I told, um, I told this young man, I said, you can't go through, here's the question he asked me, are you afraid to die? Without hesitation, of course, I said no. I'm not afraid to die. You shouldn't be either as a child of God. Why would you be? You're one breath away from glory. Amen. I talked about it last time. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. Our treasures are laid up along blue, right? And his face just instantly changed. He was like, you believe that, don't you? I don't only believe it. I live it. I try to do my best for people every single day. By the time it was all said and done, I, I told him the ABCs. He was like, what is the ABCs? I said, admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died on the cross and confess your sins to him. That's easy as you can get it. I didn't have the opportunity because something happened right there at the, at the sales desk and I had to stop what I was doing. That's the devil. Anytime you lie, it's true, isn't it? It's the devil. You think that you're right in the middle of getting the most precious thing that you could ever do in life, and that is to lead somebody to the Lord, and the devil steps in and cuts it off. And i got to tell you, I had the rudest customer that I've ever had in the car business walk in that side door at that moment. That's the devil. That was the devil. So, unfortunately, I said, hey, you know... Um, I'll get back with you here shortly. I said, let me take care of this. And this guy was just throwing out words that I can't even say up here, but, you know, people get upset. Oh, well, so do I sometimes. But So I took care of the customer, and about two and a half hours later, I had a gentleman that runs the prep shop come up to me. He said, man, i got to talk to you. I said, okay. And this is another guy, not the one I was talking to. He said, what did you say to that young man? I said, what do you mean? I said, all I did was share Jesus with him. I shared what, what Christ did for him. You know? He said, man, that guy went back there and he was crying. He accepted the Lord as a Savior. Huh? 
What better? Oh my, that made my day, made my month, made my year. I got to, I'm way off base, but it's okay. See, this is where the Lord just gives you things, you know, and it tells you. What, and I told y'all last time, I was going to talk about social media. Social media, in my opinion, has taken humanity out of us. I'll give you an example. Uh, for those that are friends with me on Facebook, first of all, I'm all your friends, okay? I'll accept any friend request you send me, okay? I'm your friends. But if by chance you're already on there, uh, my grandbaby is Carter William. He has those little blue glasses, okay? He has those little blue glasses. And, you know, his eyes, when you, when you look at him, and his eyes is just like, they're just precious. They are. You know, it's kind-heartedness that, that you, if a little child can do it, why can't we do it as born-again Christians, walk around with a smile on your face? But here's some of us. I'm just speaking truth. Don't get upset with me. Okay? But think about it. We have the joy of the Lord in our hearts. And sometimes we get up and we go like this. That's the devil. He's trying to steal your joy. Think about this, church family, and watching online. When's the last time we ever put up a celebration of life for somebody that just got saved? Buddy, I hope you don't get upset with me, but it's the truth. We'll snap a picture of a steak that we're eating at dinner or a hamburger. We do it. You do it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it. I'll do it. I'll snap that picture in a heartbeat. And then you got to tag where you're at. You know, check in. Okay. That's okay. But you, but you check in where you're at. You want somebody to know, hey, I'm right here. Whether it be Outback, Ruth Chris, Steve's Steakhouse. You know, I want you to know that I'm eating this steak right now here in Newport News, Virginia. Okay? But let's get real. How many shares did we do last week for the kingdom of the Lord? How many... I believe, buddy, you do the kingdom minute on Mondays. Is that correct? He knows how many times it's been shared. Hmm? How many t- likes did he get? I'm just talking facts, guys. If we're talking about leading soul, win- winning souls for the Lord, okay, what better way to use social media against themselves, okay, you think, uh, this is a proven fact. This is a proven fact. I could have one upset customer, one, okay, that will tell 200, that will turn into 2,000. You will know about that bad service, unfortunately, if it happens. I try, we try not to do that. But if by chance it does happen, by the time you get to Steve's Steakhouse, you will know what just happened 15 minutes ago. <coughs> that quick. It's true. But if we take the satisfied customer, that if you even take the time to do the review, think about that, because as soon as you're upset, you're going, I'll show you, let me get on Google. Boom, 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 boom. 
But you take the happy, satisfied customer, it's even less than that. The one customer will only probably tell five customers turns into ten. Do you see how the negativity of the world spreads very quickly? Somebody asked me the other day, well, why would God allow that? Have you ever thought that maybe the devil did it? Have you ever thought about that? Maybe just the devil did it. You know, we don't all, everybody, and especially the news media, Lord, have mercy. Don't get me started on them. <laughs> the news media takes something negative and make sure that they, especially if it re- relates to Christianity, they'll blow it up. They'll blow it up. I'll give you an example. And, buddy, I'll, I'll, I'll do this as good as I can. It just is. It's just me, okay? It's just the way I am. There's, um, there's some preachers and churches out there that want to use not only social media, but we have to realize that, yes, God is love. God is great. God wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. But there's people out there, ladies and gentlemen, that uses the platform of Christianity for monetary reasons. They do. Absolutely. And listen, I'll just say it like it is, and I hope it gets out on social media. CNN, you can put it everywhere you want. I do not believe, I do not believe that a pastor, a preacher, or anybody should have a private jet to fly because he don't want to be in a tube with regular people. That's what I heard this week. My mouth dropped. Are you kidding me? You don't want to be with the people that you're proclaiming to preach for, to, for them to get salvation? You don't want to be on the same plane with them? Get a life, man. You need to go back and evaluate what you're doing. But I can promise you, those preachers, they will be held accountable. I don't have to sit here and, 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 and go off. Well, I am. I might as well say I am. It, it upset me. It really did. This guy got on, it was an inside edition. I said he didn't want to be in a tube. But yet he turned around, well, by us having this private jet, we saved 58000 And ladies and gentlemen, my question to him is, why aren't they shared? Why isn't the 57 or 58,000 people that just got saved, why didn't you tweet it out? Why don't we? Are we afraid to maybe embarrass somebody because they just received Christ as their Savior? Oh, my Lord! We should be shouting, clapping, praising God. That soul is not going to hell. And we want to put a stake up. I mean, really? We want to put a, our, our, our rotten potatoes up on Facebook for everybody to see. I hope this thing is off because I don't want it to go. There we go. We put up events. We put up weddings, birthdays, 
we put up everything, and I call this status over significance. Let's get real, people. What's, what's, is where we're at, is our status more important than the significance of somebody receiving Jesus Christ as their Savior? Let me answer that. No. When I do meetings at, at work, you know, sometimes I'll ask a question. And normally when I ask a question, 99.9% of the time I already know the answer to it. So when I ask it, I'll just say, I'll wait. I'll wait for the answer. So, should we not be using this? They're using it against us. I'll give you a prime example. Think about what's going in your children's minds when they're sitting there on that YouTube channel. Hello? Think about it. They're using it. If you don't think they throw in that little messages... If you sit down and you really watch it, okay, ever about 15 minutes or so, there's either a commercial or something to lead them to different thinking. Hmm. I better be careful, buddy. I might be stepping on some toes here. But it's true. It's true. But it's okay for society. It's okay for the world to use this platform to fill our minds, ours. It's okay for them to use it to fill our children's, our schools. You know, th tragic things happen. So please don't take this the wrong way when I say this. But when tragic things happen, the first thing people want to put up is I'm praying for you, right? We're strong but yet they're the same people that want the prayer out of schools. They're the same ones that don't want to say the American uh, uh, Pledge of Allegiance in, in the classroom. I'm, I'm just saying it like it is. So if they can use it, why can't we? We should be able to use the same platform to save lives. Anybody watch the debates? I won't get political. But if you did, there was no American flags on the, on the platform. This country was founded on God. Amen. Yep. One nation under what? God. Under God. And you're not even going to have the American flag up there on y'all's debate? Don't want to offend somebody. Give me a break. Listen, the enemy is scheming. Scheming for you for me. That's what they do. I, 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 I try to sit here and wrap my fingers around it and say, why, why, does this, why does this happen? Here's why it happens. This country, in my opinion, unfortunately, has turned its back on God in the Bible. But I could promise you one day, Okay, it says it right here in the Bible. Every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. No one in here is excluded, no one watching online is excluded. The Lord Jesus Christ Himself said, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. You'll have a choice one day. 
There ain't no, there ain't no getting out of it. I got to get on here. Lord have mercy. Check this out. Let's use this thing here. For believers, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ gave us the promise of an eternal home in heaven. You like to be promised things? I do. I like for you to keep your word. I really do. You know, there's a saying I have at work. I don't, there's two things I won't do. I won't lie to you, waste your time. You know why? I don't want it done to me. And a lot of people just can't handle the truth. I love the movie with the few good men when Jack Nicholas was up there and said, you can't handle the truth. He said that. I'd rather you just sit there and say thank you and let me man the lines. <sighs> but what does it mean for our lives right now? That's what I'm getting to with the young man that accepted Jesus Christ as his Savior. Do you walk and talk like Jesus. You have to ask yourself if you're in a situation, some people have the wristbands that says, what would Jesus do? Huh? What would you do if you're in that situation? That is the perfect time to share the Lord. Perfect time. As a born again Christian, let me get to it. There it is right there. Let's see. I already talked about that. See, I didn't even get to the... Here we go. What do we have to live? We don't have to live with loneliness in our heart. Once you have Him there, He never leaves you nor forsakes you. He sticketh closer than a brother. What better friend to have? I have a friend in Jesus. You know? I, um, I'm going to do this. I don't even know if I can, but uh, it's been a while. But my mother-in-law, you came today, which I do appreciate you coming, Linda. Thank you so much. But when I went out and sang, she also came and heard me. And she'd always want to hear, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know He touched me and made me whole. Amen. Amen. Huh? Boy, you didn't know that could come out of Pocosin, Virginia, did you? Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. But when you have that, when, when he's made you whole, you're not lonely. Amen. You're not lonely. You could be at the worst time in your entire life. You could be in the Arizona desert. I have even been to Tombstone, Arizona. Anybody ever been to Tombstone, Arizona? That's where they filmed all the westerns, the, uh, the Black Bart and all the gunfights and everything, or something like that. It was a western. But it's out in the middle of nowhere. And I walked out... I walked out of um, Aunt Mickey's home one night. And if you've ever been out, and you can see for miles. They're kind of up on the hill type thing. And you look up and you just see the stars. You know? The, the, you, you've been there. You just see the stars. And it's just amazing when people say, is there a God? Look around you. 
Look what's around you. Look what He's made. He made you. Huh? One day you're going to have a glorified body. My dad preached one time. Remember AirTran? Hey, it was the best airplane line going. AirTran. One day he said, folks, I'm going to take a flight. And it's not going to be for $59 a ticket on AirTran. Because his ticket was paid for a long time ago at Calvary. Amen? Huh? Woo! Mm, Lord, have mercy. That's good stuff right there. Amen. But think about it. You're going to have a glorified body. I don't have to wear the 250s anymore to read. I don't have to give myself six shots a day for diabetes. I don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to worry about walking with a limp. Huh? You don't have to worry about having cancer anymore. This week, I went to my aunt's funeral. Aunt Emily. I went for several reasons. Uh, first of all, she was my aunt. Um, but you always have the family members that you don't always get to keep in touch with. It's not that you don't love them. You, you know, just life, you know. But I walked in the funeral home and I ran into Nancy, which was my cousin. And she said, I'd never expected in a million years to see you. As busy as you are, for you to take the time and come over and be at my mom's funeral, she said, I appreciate you and I love you. I said, well, I get to do this. Yeah. We have choices in life, ladies and gentlemen. We have to find out what's the most important. But she was telling me, that Aunt Emily was on hospice the last going off there, and um, <laughs> you could tell when somebody has the joy of the Lord in the heart, buddy, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. You don't need any more medication. You know, you don't need any more satisfaction of the earth. You don't need any more money. You know what she says she wanted to do? This is what Nancy told me still. She says she wanted to go see her Lord. Mm. Do, we, do we do that daily? Do we do that daily? Or do we think about, well, I've got to go put my 40 hours in so I can get my paycheck, so I can eat. Have you ever thought about the birds of the land? Do they know where their next meal comes from? Hmm? What I'm getting at is God will provide for you what you need. Here's the thing. We try to take our need and turn it into the want and say, oh, why didn't God answer my prayer? We do it. Because there's people and preachers out there saying, just pray for it, give it to the Lord. He's going to supply it. He's going to give it to you. If you ask for it, He's going to give it to you. Okay? Listen, don't take that out of context, ladies and gentlemen. We are to put on the full armor of God. Because your heart, if, it's, if you don't have the full armor of God, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable to the bad things in life that we were just talking about. The devil will seek and destroy you. He's not for you. He'll give it to you but for a season. And then, boom, you're going to wonder what happened to you when all of it's gone. When all of it's gone. Think about it. What do we put our values in and what do we put our faith in on a daily basis? It can be gone in a moment.
but I wanted to share with you. Aunt Emily wanted to be home with her Lord. We don't have to worry whether God will provide for us. Just talked about it. Huh? Do you worry about where your next meal comes from? I said it last time. If he comes today, get out of the way. We could pray with confidence. We pray with confidence because we have the Lord in our heart. It says, you can come to me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Correct? Isn't that what he says? He will comfort you. You're never alone. You don't have to worry about it. Listen, if the friends that you talk to on a daily basis, okay, all of a sudden stop talking to you, normally if they're not talking with you, they're talking about you. Ooh, got quiet real quick, didn't it, buddy? Huh? Let me tell you what Jesus will do. Jesus will stick closest than a brother. You don't have to worry about him turning his back on you. Just leave it there. Give it to him. He'll fix it. I promise you he'll fix it. Yes, sir. Let's go on. Am I doing this thing right? Where am I supposed to hit it at? There we go. We have, let's see, we can have godly power influences in our lives and with others. That's where I talked about earlier. Do people see Jesus in you? Do they? Is it an easy road? No, broad. Tell me something, buddy. Broad is the way to destruction. If you want the easy road, hop on that bandwagon with the devil. He'll lie to you. He'll cheat you. He'll steal from you. He'll make your life miserable. Okay? In a heartbeat. And then you'll be in a corner crying. That's what unbelievers have to go through. Did you know that? They don't have that. That's why it's up to us to share the good news of the Lord. If we're not going to share it, who is? They're just going to poof. Last time I checked, it said, go into all the nations. Huh? And preach what? My word. You have to share the Lord with people. We're born in sin, unfortunately. We're born in sin. I, I don't have the answer for that. Oh, uh, somebody's going to have to help me. <clears throat> see, devil. You see that? Here, put that, put that back together. See, that's what the devil does, because he knew I was talking about him. That's exactly what he does. Yeah. But listen, the good news about that, and that's a false statement, the devil's not allowed in here. Did you hear what I said? The devil's not allowed in here. Okay? He's not. He can try it. But I got somebody on the front line. I loved the hogs back in the day. Thank you, sir. I just told, told on myself I love the redskins. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord, Heavenly Father, please. <laughs> But the Lord, the Lord will sit there right there and, and block the devil from you. You don't have to worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. But do, are we a positive influence on others? Huh? 
Do we take the people around us, our sons, our daughters, our husbands, our wives, do we take them for granted to just say, oh, they're going to be there? Are they? Huh? I don't, I don't know a lot of you in here. I don't know if anybody's gone through a divorce. I don't know if anybody's gone through something like that. But I can promise you, the Lord says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That's the marriage supper of the Lamb. Hmm. Lord, that's good stuff. He'll be with you. We experience the Holy Spirit within us. We talked about it. When you ask Him to come into your heart, He lives in you. You didn't have to be back on the day when Jesus said, hey, on the third day I will arise. We believe that. That is something we carry on our daily basis. He lives in us. So when somebody's looking at you, did they see Jesus? Ask that yourself. Answer that yourself. Do they see Jesus? Like I said, I, I can't always say I do. I pray to be. But I fall short every single day. But then we got, we got people that look at, what are, what are they wearing? Does it matter? Well, look how, look how they talk. Does it matter? Huh? If we got more worried about what we do instead of what someone else is doing, we would probably be a whole lot better off. Amen. I'll say it. Amen. Let's worry about what we can do for the kingdom of the Lord. Let your light shine to someone else instead of worrying about what the other person is doing. Did you hear what she did? Oh, my Lord. Did you hear what she did? Well, yes, I did, but guess what? She's forgiven. She's forgiven. He's forgiven. You're forgiven. The day that we don't show mercy and grace to someone, that, to someone else that's done something wrong, just like Jesus did for us, you need to check up. Huh? You need to check it up. What did I just do? Okay. Buddy told y'all I was real. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we, can have the, we can have peace in the midst of the most difficult times. Huh? Who's gone through, and I, I would like a show of hands, who's gone through difficult times? Okay, I was hoping that would be 100%. Okay? That goes back to if you have a perfect life, I'd like to talk to you after the sermon. Okay? But listen, he has us in the most difficult times. When you think that there's nothing else could ever happen to me, okay, there's nothing worse than this, he's got you in the times of troubles. Hmm. We can face death with, uh, courageously, boldly, and confidently. Aunt Emily just did, I told you about it. She was ready to go. One of the nicest ladies. I mean, I will say this. I have to say this about Aunt Emily. One day, I think I was seven or eight. We had the blue van, blue church van. We came home off on a Wednesday night, and I don't know what I was thinking. But anyways, I saw Aunt Emily's car. It was a blue Maverick or something. It was one of those older cars. I was just so excited. I said, Aunt Emily's here. Aunt Emily's here. I opened the door, and the strap was broke on the door. 
Well, that door flung open. Okay? I'm seven, eight years old. Seven, eight years old. I'm hanging where, because the windows, those are the ones that tilt out like this. So I'm hanging. <laughs> it wasn't funny at the time, Rachel. I'm hanging on this door. And by the time Dad slams on the brake, the door goes this way. I slam back the other way. I'll never forget Aunt Emily got out the car. You know, because my dad, you know, he did spare the rods for the child, just so you know. Okay? But when, I, when he finally stopped the van, Aunt Emily got out the car. She said, Zach, I got this one. She tore me up from the driveway all the way to the door. I'm telling you. She was like, boy, what are you thinking? But those are memories that you go back and, you know, all of a sudden it just pops up in your head. But that was because she had a caring heart, you know. Even my rear end didn't feel like she had a caring heart at the time. She cared about me, you know. She didn't want nothing to happen to me. Let's move on. How am I doing? Oh, i got to hurry up. Here's our hope. There is no hope within, without Jesus and all hope for eternal life with Him. He is our only hope. There's no other hope. Except with Jesus. We try, when we trust uh, Christ as our Savior, the, the gift of eternal life becomes yours. You see the, the word up there? I talked about it earlier. The gift. It's free. Anybody ever turn down a gift in here? Huh? Free gift. Yeah, I didn't think I'd see any hands raised, buddy. It's free, man. He gives it to us. All we got to do is receive it. How do we do that? A, B, C. Admit that we're a sinner. Believe that Jesus died on the cross and confess all our sins to Him. It's that simple. But yet, everybody in the world tries to make it difficult. Oh, you can do it without Christ. Hmm. We give our kids Barneys. We get, is it still around? Is Barney still around? No. What is it these days? Huh? Paw Patrol? Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Huh? Yes. When you leave here today, if you haven't, do me one favor. Here's your homework. Share Jesus Christ with someone. If It's free. It's not going to cost you anything to share. Okay? No different than it doesn't cost you anything to hit the share button on Buddy's messages. Doesn't cost you anything to share here. You see that right there? That's where it all happened. Mount Calvary. He took it all for us. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin has left a crimson stain. He washed us white as snow. That's free. That's free. He did it all. Paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Amen. That's good stuff right there. Romans 10, 10, 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Did it say, well, you might be? You could be. If you get enough likes on your Facebook page, it might happen. <laughs> if you get enough tweets, no, it says it 
will happen. You will be saved. There is no better gift than to have the Lord in your heart and be saved, ladies and gentlemen. We think things of this earth, okay, will satisfy us. I will say this. I, I've, Lord has blessed me. He, he has. He really has. But there's a turning point in life where you think you have to have this, you have to have that. And it really boils down to, no, I don't. No, I don't. I need to have the love of Jesus in my heart. That's what you got to have. Ephesians 2, 8 uh, through 9. For by grace are you saved. Through what? And not of works of yourself. A lot of people think, okay, well, I'll be good. I'll treat this person right. You're supposed to do that as a Christian after he's in your heart. The good works does not and will not get you to heaven. Anybody in here does not believe the word of God, raise your hand. Anybody in here that believes that the word of God is not 100% true from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, please raise your hand. Okay, now that we're on the same page, there's nothing in the Bible, including this. It says it right there. You cannot get to heaven by works alone. Anybody wants to dispute that? I'll wait. I didn't think so. Salvation is wrapped up in God's awesome love and power and is not of good works. We must admit that we are sinners, believe that Jesus is the only, only, let me say it one more time, only way to heaven. It's by the cross. You see the cross? He did that. It's free. It's a free gift. It's the only way you're going to get there. It just is. If you go to the tomb, I spoke about it last time. You go to the tomb of Buddha, he's probably still in his grave. If you go to the tomb of Muhammad, he's probably still there too. If you go to the tomb of Jesus, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to see. He's gone. Man, I would have loved to have been there on that third day. Could you imagine? You're talking about an event that you want to share on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Woo, baby, I would have put it up there in a heartbeat. Shared it every single day without fail, no exceptions. Are we sharing it today? Are we sharing the good news that you received yourself? If you're a born again Christian, that's what we should be doing on a daily basis. But sometimes we're afraid to even put up a Bible verse. Let's use that against them. Share Buddy's Kingdom Minute. Share this message. Get it out there. Do you know that they have uh, media in jails these days? Someone could see this in prison and get saved, ladies and gentlemen. It can happen. People sitting in nursing homes. Do you believe every old person or elderly person is saved? They need to see it. We need to share it. Let's share it. It's just like that. Am I at the end? Well, I can't think of anybody better than Jesus again. Amen. Um, my prayer. Oh, I, see, I did it again. My prayer is for you to be saved, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I, I, I come. Uh, I, I appreciate Buddy having me. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, today is that day.
Tomorrow is not promised to us. When we talk about because He lives, we can face tomorrow. That tomorrow is eternity. It's not tomorrow the 10th. Tomorrow is eternity, ladies and gentlemen. He went right here. He did this for us. Can you carry that cross? He did. He did it. He carried the cross for us. We don't have to carry that cross. We need to share the cross. Share it. It's easy. It's just a click of a button, man. Buddy, it's just like this. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for coming together as one, not as separated people, but of one Christian family where we can share the gospel. Lord, one day it's going to come. We're not even going to be able to speak the name of Jesus if society has its way. But Lord, we lift you up today. We ask that if anyone's here today, Lord, that you will touch their heart. Bring them to the saving knowledge of you. And if you are that person, just get with us after the sermon. We will show you a way that you can A, B, C. And know Christ today as your Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.